0: Romans chapter 6. So we're just going to start over at the beginning of verse 14. We talked about because of what has been done in Christ. That we should yield ourselves unto God. Our members of our body should be yielded unto God. Not yielded unto the sin nature. Not because we're so great. But because of what Christ has done. We have the ability to yield our members of our body to God and not to the sin nature. That we don't have to live like the old man that we were before we got saved. Amen? Praise God. I I need that every day. Every day I'm going to be faced with the fork in the road, basically, to go one way or the other. That will not change. Tomorrow when I get up, I'll I'll find myself right here. I've got to. Choose. Which way am I going to go? Am I going to yield myself to the sin nature? Or am I going to yield myself to God through Christ Jesus? That's my on a daily basis. That's why I said, "Take up your cross daily and follow after me." I, the, every day, it's not going to change. Every that's a it's a daily thing. I'm going to wake up and it will be sin nature, the new man in Christ. And I have the ability to yield myself to one or the other based off of my approach. If it's law, I'll find myself going the wrong way. If it's grace, believe, reckon, yield, I'll find myself going the right way. Doesn't mean that it's always easy, amen. Doesn't mean that we just, you're never gonna fail. You're gonna fail. It just let's just get that out of the way right now. You are going to fail. You are not going to do this perfectly. If so, then it would not be progressive sanctification, and you would be the man. You would be it. Or if you could, uh, you know what? If you can figure out how to do it without failing please, please come yeah, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> please come let me know. We're, we're gonna we're gonna mess up. We're gonna fail, right? But that's okay. It's okay, we just ask for forgiveness, and we get up, and we keep walking. Because just because you fail doesn't mean you lose justification. No. The truth is, the only time that you can actually fail, not, I'm not talking about an act of sin here, I'm talking about to where you can lose that, is if you stop believing. Yeah. If you keep believing, you win. It's only if you stop believing. Yeah. If you stop believing, you lose. But if you keep believing, no matter how many times you blow it, bite <laughs> off a big old piece of stupid, find yourself looking more like the old man than you are the new man in Christ, that they're, they're, you're going to have days, I'll just be honest, you're going to have days where it seems like you just, you're being dominated that day. It seems like that day you just... My goodness, you look more like who you were before you got saved. You're gonna have days like that. I'm just, just be real. But if you keep believing, my, His mercies are new every morning. Oh Lord, at the end of the day, oh Lord, today I was a mess. I just forgive me, Lord. I didn't, I didn't yield myself to Calvary, I didn't do that. Lord, I, I blew it today. The next day when I get up, it's like that day didn't even happen. His mercies are new every morning. His loving kindnesses, his compassions, they fail not.
1: Yeah. goodness, mm.
0: Praise God for his loving kindness, his compassions, well uh, his mercies that are truly new every morning. Thank God for justification by faith. Though if I just keep believing, Lord, I'm gonna make it through. Mm. Praise God, praise God. I love that song. Uh, the Lord loving kindness,
2: for oh, they are new every day. Oh great is thy
0: faith. Oh,
2: nice.
0: I love it. when he sang that song. I was just like, man, praise God, praise God. It's love I'm new every day. <laughs> praise God. Why did I say praise God? Because I needed those loving kindnesses every day. If I didn't need them, I wouldn't be saying praise God. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Let's uh, read verse 14. We'll, we'll read through verse 16. I don't know if we'll get to 16. Romans chapter 6, verse 14. When you're there, say amen. amen. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know you not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey his servants, you are to whom you obey. Where Whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. So the heading, remember verse 14, falls under the heading, stop letting sin reign. And last time we stopped here because I wanted to make sure that uh, we really got and understood the law grace. And what we're going to see here in verse 14. So uh, verse 14 Dead pastor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> For sin shall not have dominion over you. This passage tells us that sin is
0: still alive and as powerful as ever, but is not a danger to the child of God who follows the prescribed pattern laid out by Christ. The dominion of sin is broken respecting the child of God. This happens at the very moment the person comes to Christ. But to maintain this victory, the believer must understand what Christ has done for him in this respect. And have faith that the Holy Spirit will energize this great truth in his life. When we got saved, the dominion of sin was broken immediately. When we got saved, we were baptized into Christ. The moment you <laughs> saved, the dominion of sin over you was broken right then. It didn't have to be done. It was already done when you got saved. That dominion was broken. You were separated from the sin nature at that moment. You had it still was in you, but it doesn't it doesn't reign as king over you. Uh, there has been a uh, a separation, a cutting away, basically uh, of your relationship with between you and the sin nature. You're once. Together, and then once you were baptized into Christ, you were crucified with Christ. You died. The sin nature did not die, you died. Yes. And through that death, that is where you were cut apart, basically, from the sin nature. We talk about that. we talk about circumcision of the heart. You have the sin nature, and then You were baptized into Christ, crucified with Him, buried with Him, raised unto newness of life. And through that, the Lord circumcised your heart with His spiritual scalpel. (laughs) And there was a separation now between you and the sin nature. No longer your master any longer. You're dead. Remember. So, if it was your master, but you're dead, does a dead man follow orders? No, what, no they're dead. <laughs> they're dead. If there was a slave, I would say it like if there was a slave and that slave died, does that slave still have the same master? Or no, no, a slave is dead. So, the master could look at that slave, or actually it would be the grave, and say, do this, And there will be no response because he's dead. Welcome to your new life in Christ. (laughs) You are dead. So now when the sin nature says, hey, do this, you're dead to it. I don't have to obey that. And that's how we live our Christian life. That's how we're meant to walk this Christian life. Out. I'm dead to that. I'm I'm the one that's dead. Sometimes we get it flip flopped around, right. yeah. and we're like, well, What? Well, that's dead. That's been crucified." No, you've been crucified, that's right, buddy. Not right. <laughs> that, that 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 has not been crucified. Yeah. That's right. You you have been crucified right. to it. Yeah. Stop obeying it as though you're still alive to it. You're, you're dead. It's what you. It's what you believe, and then reckon, and then yield to. You. Be, if you say, "Well, I believe I've been crucified with Christ. I believe that." Okay, step one. You have believed that. Now you need to reckon it or account it as so. I am dead. <laughs> I am dead. Now that you have believed. Now you have reckoned. It. That's a daily. That's a daily process every day. Believe it, reckon it, yield to it. The, so okay, I believe, I'm uh, account, I uh, tanner, Kratzer is dead. I am dead to that.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't have to obey that. Then I should start yielding and seeing that carried out. Mm-hmm. And yielding into that process. And that should be carried out. There should be uh, I should it's not that I'll be perfect. We, you know we talked about that already, but it's progressive. But that's the only way that you'll find victory. There's no other way. And that you'll receive, you'll have the help of the Holy Spirit if you operate that way. The Holy Spirit will energize that and will, you'll find that it does, the Holy Spirit's going to make that real to you. Oh my goodness, I am I'm, I'm I am crucified. I don't have to do that. I remember that I was in Bible college and I was struggling with chewing tobacco. And one day, and I and and, I, and I'm trying my best to operate, you know, believe, reckon, yield. And I'm trying my best, that I'm just still failing. Still, I'm still go to the store, buy this stupid can, open it, take one dip, throw the whole can away, cry, repent, ashes, <laughs> <laughs> sackcloth and ashes. <laughs> and one day. Uh, they've been th- stupid desire there was that craving that was coming from either either the sin nature or my own flesh but either way it wasn't right and there it was again and I gave into it again and then it was like but yet I was still even though I gave into it and I done it I was doing my best to operate in the prescribed order of God and the Holy Spirit Made it real to me like that. You don't have to do that. And that, just like the light bulb, just, beep, it just happened. And I can't tell you why it took that. It just did. And I was like, <laughs> I got out of my truck and I was like, yeah, I don't have
1: to do
2: that. <laughs> I was like, I don't have to do that. Yeah. I threw that
0: cane away and never bought another one. Just did it happen immediately? No, but I kept. I just kept operating in in what God had. That God prescribed the order of victory: faith in Christ and what He has done. Believe, reckon, yield. Believe, reckon. Yield. It didn't happen immediately, but because you continue. You got to continue. It's not like, oh, I tried it today, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. That's yeah. yes,
1: right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, last time I checked, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, ten plays, and it was only till the tenth. Yeah. yeah. That pharaoh yeah. let them go. Yeah. Yeah. If you think that just because the first day, a one, Brittany <laughs> says, I'm, I'm going to operate this way and, and, and all of a sudden, Satan is like, aha, it's over. We lost it. <laughs> but that's what we think. When we, we... But yet, that, we can be honest and say that I oh, kind of operate that way sometimes when it doesn't work like the first day. Yeah, right. And yeah. I'm just like, ah, this,
2: this is garbage. This doesn't even work. That's... <laughs> kind of how we act. I mean, it's it's funny, but that is kind of our attitude because we're an
1: instant, especially my generation. Y'all should be perfect right now.
0: It takes time. It takes time sometimes. but The the most important thing is that this is the only way that it can be done. But the difference is being on the right road or the wrong road. If you're on the right road, you may have a blowout, you may have a flat tire, you have all these problems, but you're on the right road and eventually you'll get there. Right. If you're on the wrong road, you have no shot of ever getting there. Right, right. Even if it smooths out. Right. If you operate in a way outside of God's prescribed order of victory, you'll never make it to the intended goal. Christ-likeness, being sanctified... You're never going to make it. Now, what I won't say is that you aren't saved. You can you can be chucker You can be saved and not operate in God's prescribed order of victory. That's exactly But you'll live so far below what you have in Christ. Right. And Brother Bob said that you're miserably saved. You're saved, but it's like I mean, you're just miserable all the way through. All the way through your Christian experience, a walk with the Lord, you're under condemnation constantly. You feel like at any moment God is just going to strike me with a lightning bolt because I'm just and you're waiting on the proverbial hammer of God to come crush you like he's playing a game of whack-a-mole
1: <laughs> and you're the mole. <laughs>
0: That's how that's how it can feel sometimes. That's true. Yeah. Because we're we're focused on the wrong thing. We're not operating in God's prescribed order of victory. Yeah. And that's why sometimes we feel like, my goodness, if the trump of God sounded right now. Yeah. I'm, be I'm be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dad passed to be the only one gone. And i will be left because. Because I'm not And we don't ever say it But what we really think is I'm not perfect We never say it with our mouths But if you live with a law mindset That's what Because I'm not perfect Because the law demands perfection So because I'm not perfect If the trouble of God sounds right now I'm a goner I wouldn't go I'd be left behind And even though maybe, even though you might be saved, you're living under that condemnation. You're living under condemnation. There are many believers that live a life under condemnation. Their whole Christian experience is under condemnation. And what you won't see is joy, peace. You won't see the fruit of the Spirit. Joy, peace love patience you won't see it because they're constantly just brother borg says that you feel like that Satan's just beating your head in
1: yeah
0: yeah and there's so many christians that i'll tell you right now that's not that's not god's plan for your life yeah. that's not that is not the promised land that he promised If that's happening, you're living outside of the promised land. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Even though he's made a way for you to enter right on in. But we don't because we don't operate in God's prescribed order. Mm -hmm. So we basically just lock ourselves out of the promised land. Where the fruit there is so big... It it, it said that when those spies went into the promised land, they came back and said that two of them basically would have carried a stick and just fruit would have been hanging on that sucker.
1: Yeah.
0: And they were like, dude, it's so big. Fruit in the promised land is so big. It's the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. It's the type of the fruit of the spirit. And in the promised land, you don't right. the fruit of the spirit is more than you can even comprehend. That's how great the fruit of the Spirit is when you're in the promised land. And the promised land is everything that Christ has paid for you to have faith in Christ and what He has done. When you operate like that in God's prescribed order of victory, you're in the promised land. And you'll possess it little by little by little. A little, but you're in there yeah. and you're yeah. going to see the fruit of the Spirit like you've never seen before because when your faith is in Christ and the cross then the Holy Spirit has free reign to move and work in your life yeah. that means that you'll see love that's a fruit of the Spirit joy, that's a fruit of the Spirit peace, patience All the all the different fruit of the Spirit you'll see it Greater than you ever have before. No matter what's happening in your, in your life. Because you're in the promised land. And the fruit of the spirit in the promised land is so big that we're going to have to get a stick
1: and carry that sucker
0: together. <laughs> mm. Pray to God. That's what I want in my life. I want that in my life. I want fruit of the Spirit like that. Don't give me no little grapes. I want everything that Christ died for me to have. Everything. The statement as given by the Holy Spirit through the Apostle is dogmatic. In that it is impossible for sin to have dominion over the believer. As long as the believer is abiding by the word of God, which is always faith in Christ and what he did through the cross. The saint should live his life every day with the consciousness of that fact in his mind. When the saint obeys the instructions laid down in these verses relative to his adjustment to the evil nature and the divine nature, Paul says the sinful nature will not exercise lordship over you. Praise God for that. Uh, The the next part, then.
3: For you are not under law, but under grace.
0: Refers to the new covenant and the glorious provisions in that covenant which guarantee the believer the victory of Christ. If sanctification were based upon the principle of law obedience, Uh, i.e. works it would be impossible to escape from the lawful dominion of sin because a perfect obedience to divine law on the part of man is impossible consequently there is no victory in law keeping talked about this morning if that's the route you go you gotta keep it perfect from the moment you take your first breath to the moment you take your last breath you have to be perfect well none of us can do that So we're already, which means that, and if so, if that's the case, then that means that we're all destined to break the law at least one time. Which makes you under the curse of the law, which is death, separation from God for eternity, not for a moment, for eternity. That's Law isn't law if it doesn't have a penalty.
1: If there's no penalty, then it's not a law. If you're speeding,
0: you're either going to get a ticket, or if you're speeding enough, (laughs) you'll get more than just a ticket. Well, if you didn't get a ticket for speeding, then it wouldn't be a law. Because there's no, all law has consequences to it. Right. It would just be a suggestion. It would just be a suggestion. You, You shouldn't, you should not speed. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah if it doesn't have a consequence it's not law but all law has, has a price to pay if you don't do it or if you break it you murder you go to jail thou shalt not murder or you go to jail but God's law goes even farther above all of that and says thou shalt not murder if so you are worthy of death So if we go off of law keeping, we all fall under the verdict of guilty, which means we're under condemnation because we are guilty and worthy of death because that's the penalty for breaking law. But being based upon the opposite principle of grace, liberation from the power and dominion of sin as a master, is secured and may be enjoyed every single day of our lives. You don't have to be under that verdict. I didn't say you wouldn't fail. But you don't have to be under that verdict because justification is a verdict just like sanctification is a verdict. Justification says that you're righteous. You're not only innocent, you're not only not guilty, but it's as though you've never failed, ever. Not one single time. And you have perfect righteousness. That's the verdict that we have when we're in Christ Jesus. Condemnation says that you're guilty, you're worthy of death. Well, so they're both verdicts, so you can't live under two verdicts at the same time. You can't live under justification and condemnation at the same time. It's either one or the other. The only way to get justification is by faith in Christ and what he's done at Calvary, and you are justified. Which means if you're justified, then what verdict can you never come under?
1: Condemnation.
0: condemnation. Because you can't live under both. You can't be guilty and not guilty at the same time. Right. right. You can't be guilty and innocent at the same time. Yeah. But a lot of Christians live their life that way. Well, I'm innocent, but i God justified, but I'm guilty. Huh? Can't be both. But... Okay, so you're justified and condemned at the same time. That'd be a little confusing. We'd be double-minded mm-hmm. all over the place, yeah. unstable in everything that we do. One day, yeah. praise God, yeah. I'm justified. Yeah. Especially if I'm doing good. Yeah. And at the moment, I blow it. Yeah. My Lord, I'm, if the trouble of God sounds, I ain't making it. Condemned.
3: And we're just like a roller coaster, ride. Right? Yeah. That's what you're making there is really such a good point. Uh, I was thinking about that, is that so many people that I met, and I've experienced that in my own life, I don't know about you, where I didn't put it into words like that, I never thought about it in those terms, but living justified and guilty at the same time in the way that I act, in the way that I think. And sometimes it's, it's not just that, you know, when we blow it, that's obvious, you know, it's just that we look within ourselves and we see in ourselves all kinds of potential to blow it. And sometimes that's all we need, right? And so we live guilty because, not because we've actually committed anything, but because we see within ourselves the potential to do that. And so we kind of live our Christian walk in a like a double-minded way, like you were talking about. And that just resonated with me so much when you said that just now. Um, and I immediately began to see areas of my own life where I think like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually think like that. Yeah. That thinking, and that, and if we think like that, that thinking manifests itself yeah. in our life in some way. We're going to manifest yeah. that and live like that. And that's not what God has for us. And I just yeah. wanted to say that resonated so much and it was very real to me just now. Yeah, we like... we. <laughs> We'll walk around like we're like a redheaded stepchild or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, well, I mean, I'm in the family, but <laughs> that's <not my> favorite. <laughs> I'm in the family, but they've sit, they put me off in a in a quadrant. <laughs> 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 the Lord has just totally
1: quarantined, <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, that's the way. I, like, I'm saved. I'm mean, God, but.
0: But you can't barely be in Christ And you got in the family of God By being in Christ And like I talked about this morning If you're in Christ You have God's perfect Spotless righteousness As though you've never failed One time Actually as though you're in a glorified state right now As the way that God sees you As though you are already like Christ
1: Yes Hmm. Praise
0: God
2: Brother Ted My
1: Lord That's how he
0: sees me right now Yes that's how he sees you Right now So maybe it's time that you start seeing yourself Through the lens of God
1: Hallelujah And not through the lens
0: of others Or your
1: own Self
0: Amen Judge yourself Paul said. I, Paul basically talked. I think mean, Paul about judging. He said, "I basically, I don't, I can't even judge my own self correctly." Right. Yeah. Totally different. But I gotta, I gotta see. I have to see my own self through the lens of the cross hmm. and other people. Right. I've got to look at myself through the lens of Calvary that I'm in Christ. I have a robe of righteousness. My Lord, I'm not a redheaded stepchild. I am in the family. Um, yeah. My Lord, thank you, Jesus. And I got to see my brother the same way. Right, right, right. Even if with my eyes I can see him blow it.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. But yeah, man, let me see my brother blow it. Oh, it's a that's how we act though yeah
2: it's true true.
0: there's only a certain point that you should actually treat a brother like that and it's if they refuse to repent right if they just insist upon going that direction okay and you've warned them and then you and another brother have warned and then guess the elders of the church or something like that and then it, Paul said turn them over yeah. just turn them over and it's for their good it's out of love because right. that direction leads to destruction and by turning them over it's as if they spe- it speeds up the process just like we saw in the beginning of Romans, uh, Romans that the downward spiral yeah. and a certain point in that spiral God actually speeds it up well why would God do that? For so they'll repent. So they'll reach the end of themselves faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we should really be viewing each other and judging one another as in Christ. Yes. Right. Amen. Uh we're talking about that roller coaster ride, up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, a, a good way, brother Bob taught it like this, uh, it made a lot of sense, is if, you're, if, this, if this is happening, that up and down, the truth is you, you're not seeing yourself as crucified. You, you, you're, you're seeing yourself as alive. If someone is alive, that heart monitor just beep, 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 and up and down, up and down. And the only way that it becomes steady is when they're dead. Yeah. Consistent. You know, that's how God wants us to live our Christian life. Beep. Dead. And we're crucified in Christ.
1: My Lord... It's good to be dead. My Lord. good to
0: be dead. In Christ. Because the storms can come. The waves. May get higher. And higher and higher. The valleys may get lower. And lower and lower. And even the mountains can get higher. And higher and higher. And I'll still just. My praise God. The Lord is pouring out blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And I'm still just. Because Lord I thank you for Calvary. Yeah but what about all these other things. I thank you for Calvary Lord what you have done. And then when all of the blessings go.
1: I'm
0: not. It's not like that. It's just. Yeah but man you lost everything Joe. No, I didn't. <laughs> I said. I
2: have everything
1: yeah. that I <laughs> need yes.
2: Thank you for Calvary. Thank you.
1: Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Peace. I... Oh, peace. Peace. Oh, peace. When the
0: saint obeys the instructions laid down in these verses relative to his adjustment to did I Yeah, I did. If you are not under the law, but under grace. Good verse. It refers to the new covenant the glorious provisions in the covenant which guarantee the belief of the victory of Christ. Uh, yeah, okay, I read it there. If sanctification were based upon the principle of law, obedience, or works, it would be impossible to escape from the lawful dominion of sin because a perfect obedience to divine law on the part of man is impossible. Consequently, there is no victory in law-keeping. But being based upon the opposite principle of grace, liberation from the power and dominion of sin as a master, is secured, and may be enjoyed every single day of our lives. Under law, sin has dominion, but it has no dominion under grace. One of the, one of the things about the sin nature that, that give, that's dominion is not only that acts of sin are produced but that the penalty of sin will be there. The law of sin and death. You sin, you die. You break the law, you die. So, when the dominion of sin is broken, then they have to be removed. Jehovah-Jireh Jehovah's provision shall be seen. The context of that story, which we talked about in here, the context of that story and where that name of God was given by that Abraham used that name of God and it was revealed to Abraham, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah's provision shall be seen. Isaac was going to be sacrificed. But right before. God stopped him. And then there was a ram. Caught in the thicket. And the ram took Isaac's place. On the altar. The lamb of God. Took your place on the altar. Which is Calvary. Because the curse of the law was death you broke the law and the curse of the law was death upon you but the Lamb of God who was caught in the thicket stepped in took your place on Calvary on the cross and took the curse that was meant for you upon Himself so if He took the curse for you then that means that you will not Take that curse upon yourself. If you're in Christ. Yeah. Therefore you're free from the curse of the law. It has no dominion over you. My Lord. <laughs> you won't be tasting of the second death. Praise God. Yes. This physical body may pass away. This earthly tabernacle. May just pass away. But the second death. Separation from God for eternity. Oh you won't be having a part in that. Yeah, that's right. amen. Yes. Look, if,
2: if I praise him myself. You telling me. That I will never have to face death. Because he took my place. Yes. Yes. My role. That even though I've blown it many times. And I'm worthy of the curse of the broken
0: law, death. There was a ram caught in the thicket for me. My Lord, his name is Jesus. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. My Lord. Mm. Ah, Get get happy. My goodness. To be under law refers to a person who attempts to live in obedience to the law of God in his own strength. To be under grace is to be a person who has been the subject of a surgical operation, so to speak, in which the power of the sinful nature has been broken and the divine nature implanted. Government of law and government of grace hand out. If you got it, you're going to need it. Okay, so we see we're going to see the the two uh, governments. Government: we're either living under a government of law, or we're living under the government of grace. Just like here in America, we live under the government of democracy, and then other places they do not have the government of democracy; they have the government of dictatorship. <laughs> Those two would be contrasted. We're going to see the same government of law, government of grace. So let's look at government of law. The government of law, dem- law demands. Law defines. Man's attempt to achieve the favor of God in his own strength and ability. The first thing, focus. Focus is on our laws. So if you live under the government of law, your focus will be your laws. Whatever laws that you have. The object of faith is our performance in keeping our laws. So I have my focus is my laws. My object of faith is me keeping my laws. So if I have a law of okay, well I've got in order to be in order to be right with God, I have to pray every morning for an hour, read five chapters a day. Then at lunch, I need to take communion. And then around three o'clock, I need to do five push ups.
1: (laughs) And
0: I need, and then at the end of the day, I need to, I I, I need to uh, share Christ with three people, at least three people. And if I do all of that, I'll be right with God. The Lord will be pleased with me. So your focus is all of your laws. Your object of faith is you performing those laws each day. The pa- your mindset is through work, I achieve God's favor. So my mindset is, If I'm operating like that under the government of law, my mindset is that if I do all of these things, I'll receive the favor of God. I can only achieve the favor of God by doing. The power source is self and willpower. So I am my own power source. I've got to do it. And I've got to muster up the willpower to do it. Even if I'm terrified to talk to people I do not know, I will have to muster up the strength to go witness to those three people. Right. To pray for an hour, I, I, will, I will just have to muster up the willpower and the strength to pray for an hour long. Even though if I'm really honest with myself, I have no idea what I'm going to say for an hour. I pray for five minutes and it seems like that was everything that I knew to pray. Mm. But it, there is no help in this. I, I am, I'm the power. I've got to. No, I have got to do it. I've got to pray today. I've got to read five chapters. I've got to do five push-ups. I've got to take communion at lunch, even if it means that I have to sacrifice my own lunch. I've got to witness to three people. The end result of this will be failure, inconsistency, and miserable Christian living. Because you're not going to be able to do that perfectly every day. You won't be able to. One of the days throughout your life something is going to happen, Mm -hmm. that you are not able to carry those out. Or you, if you're like me, you're just straight up chicken out. <laughs> I didn't win it to three people here.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the sin nature will reign. The sin nature will reign in your heart and mind. The works of the flesh will manifest. You will be frustrated, angry, unhappy. You won't, you won't see the fruit of the spirit. You'll be seeing the fruit of the flesh. And then even if you do accomplish it, you'll still be seeing the fruit of the flesh, pride, self-righteousness. The Holy Spirit is frustrated and cannot make real all the benefits of the cross. The believer cannot fully experience the love, life, and liberty of Christ. The government of law is just more bondage. So, you'll be in bondage to the sin nature. You'll be in bondage to guilt. You'll be in bondage to condemnation. And then, on top of that, now you're in bondage to all the laws that you've made or that someone else has made for you. Just like the Pharisees, they had all the laws and then they made all the fence laws so that they wouldn't break the original laws. So, they had, it was all. The law, the Ten Commandments, they couldn't even keep the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. And then, because they couldn't keep the Ten Commandments, the Pharisees made like, what was it like? 600 600 and something fence laws in order to prevent you from breaking the the first Ten Commandments. So they just put more bondage on the people. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. Here are ten laws that you that here are ten laws you need to keep. Well, we can't keep those. Well, okay, we're, we're struggling to keep those. All right, we need we need all of the we need these five laws to help us keep these ten laws. Well, you couldn't keep the first ten.
1: Yeah.
0: And now you have five more to keep to help yeah. you prevent from breaking the first ten. Which guess what's going to happen? you're going to break those five yeah. because you're ruled by the sin nature and the sin nature bend, has a natural bend to do the wrong thing. So if there's a law, the sin nature is going to naturally bend you to rebel. Yeah. Against That's why drinking, if you're not saved, drinking underage is more fun More fun than once you turn twenty-one, because now it's legal, and when it's legal, it just loses its luster. Because law just stirs up. If the law is like a the law is like like a spoon. the law is like a spoon. And this is your heart, filled with, right now it's getting but
3: (laughs) if it was filled with
0: water and dirty water, but if you let it sit long enough, any dirt would just go to the bottom, it would settle to the bottom, and you really, you know, the water would look halfway clear. But then if I take the spoon and stir up the water then all the dirt and sediment in the water mixes up. And basically it goes from the bottom to... So the spoon is like the law. And when the law is applied to the heart, it stirs up the sin nature. It stirs up sin in you. But the law can never remove it. It can only stir it up. So if you live under law, you'll see it, but never be able to remove it. So you're just constantly seeing sin. The only way to properly get the sediment or sin out of the water is not through a spoon law, With the other Can You
1: purify water. Yeah, well, the, the process
0: difference. of purifying water. But that's a great faith and grace. Because then you'll have pure water and sediment or the trash removed. But yet, if you're operating under the government of law, all you have is a spoon. And it's just yeah. stir, it up, stir it up, just stir yeah. it up the scene in there. And then we see it, we're like, that's wrong. But you, all you have is a spoon. All you have is the law to just stir it up. And the law will tell you what's wrong. Paul said that the law is not wrong if it's used lawfully. The law is great and right and just and holy if it's used the right way that God intended for it to be used. The law reveals sin in me, in my heart. And then after that, I have to go to the operation of faith and grace in order to get the sin that has now been revealed to me through the law out. But what we do is we just turn to more law. Well, we, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be worldly. We, 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 shouldn't be, we shouldn't be worldly. We shouldn't have a worldly mindset. We should look different than the world if you're a born-again believer. So whenever we find that, oh my goodness, I'm worldly, when that's revealed to us, if we don't know the operation of faith and grace, what's been done at Calvary, that you're crucified to the world, Now you don't you don't have to obey all of that. You have to go that way. Then what we do is we make a law. We make a law so that I don't. Okay, okay, okay. Not be worldly. Okay, well, okay. So what we're gonna do is we're just. I'm not. I'm not. We're not watching TV anymore because TV is worldly. It's we brother David Wilkerson called it the Babylonian. Uh, what do he call that? Eight bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, look, I, I respect brother David Wilkerson tremendously. He is a man of God, but he was under law mindsets in certain things. Well, we can't watch TV. That's a law mindset. Doesn't mean he's not saved. We get that. It doesn't mean he's not saved. Mm-hmm. Lord, he was saved. Lord. Oh, yeah. And anointed by God
1: yes.
0: to preach. But that's a law of mindset. And, and just because you don't watch TV doesn't mean that you won't be worldly.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Worldliness is not doing certain things, worldliness is a mindset.
1: Yeah.
0: In, in Pentecostal faiths, And I say this from confidence because I've got a chance to talk to people and find this out. In Apostolic and United Pentecostal, most, not all, most of the women marry up in age, like really up in age, for security. Hello, that's worldliness. That's a worldly mindset. But praise God, I have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I speak in tongues, my Lord, and we don't watch TV, because we're not worldly. You married a man, not because it was the will of God for your life, but because security, which means that you put security, your faith for security is in that man, not Christ. That's a worldly mindset. You You cannot watch TV all you want. It still be world. Yeah. But we make laws on top of laws, on top of laws. My, did, there was a law that the Pharisees made because you weren't supposed to work on the Sabbath, that if you combed your you couldn't comb your hair yeah. on the Sabbath day, just in case there was dirt in your hair, and the comb would actually move the dirt, and then God might view that as tilling the land. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you talk about bondage yeah. Yeah. my goodness what got bondages for what oh you can't do this it's a law of mindset so you just you got bondage for everything you're just under more bondage you already couldn't you already were struggling to live for God. Now, someone put more bondage on you than you already had. Law always adds more bondage. When the children of Israel were under the hand of Pharaoh, they had to build bricks. And then they would supply straw and everything that they needed to build bricks. They just had to build it. Well, then down the road, said, Build bricks. And you have to build this many bricks. But this time, you have to go get your own straw. Yeah. Like, well, that's not possible. You're right. Law is not possible. And it just gets more and more and more. The government of law. Living under that government, that mindset. It's Next, let's look, praise God, let's look at the government of grace. Let's get, let's get here. (laughs) The government of grace. Grace supplies. Law demands. Grace supplies. So we're going to start seeing the the differences here. Law demands from you. Grace supplies to you. Yes. My Lord Jesus. Amen, brother Tampaster. I'd rather, just from that one statement right there, my Lord, give me grace. Yes. <laughs> I don't want law. Give me grace. Law oh. demands from me, grace supplies to me. My Lord. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's right. It's already better. <laughs> grace defined. The effectual, unearned working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, giving us continual victory over the sin nature. Grace. The effectual, Unearned, very important. Unearned working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, giving us continual victory over the sin nature. The fo- when you're living under the government of grace, your focus will be your focus is on Christ and His finished work on the cross. That's your focus: the person of Christ and what He has accomplished at Calvary. Your object of faith. Under the government of grace is the finished work of Christ on the cross. Your mindset is through faith in Christ and the cross I receive God's favor. The power source is the Holy Spirit. Grace. The end result is victory over sin and experiencing growth in Christ. The divine nature reigns. The fruit of the Spirit will manifest. The Holy Spirit is allowed free course to make real all the benefits of the cross. The believer can fully experience the love, life, and liberty of Christ. My, give, my Lord, give me grace. L- Lord, give me grace. My Lord. Praise God. Lord, give me grace. I don't want the government of law. I want the government of grace. Thank you, Lord, for the government of grace. That if sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the government of law any longer. You are under the government of grace. If you're living under the government of God's grace, then you will not be under the dominion of sin. And that you can live under that government, you can live under the government of grace today, tomorrow, the next day, but you'll still have that choice, which government you want to live under. Tomorrow you'll have that choice. Government of law or the government of grace. Which one do I want? I want grace. I want the government of grace. Grace, grace,
2: God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within, grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all. we right. right.
0: Grace, My Lord, His grace. Trust in what Christ has done for you. Trust in what Christ has done for you. Paul is speaking of the law of Moses. And for the simple reason, this law is the crown prince of all law. Simply because it was given by God and was con- consequently perfect. However... It also refers to any type of law which the believer makes up, whatever it may be, or even churches for that matter, with the intention of bringing about a righteous life. The idea is this, whenever a believer faces sin and fails, almost automatically, at least if he does not properly know the word of God, he will institute a series of laws of his own making, or the making of someone else, thinking that by keeping these laws he will have victory. To use anything other than what Christ has done at Calvary can be constituted as law if it is used to attempt to gain victory. You can turn prayer into a law. If you use it to get victory over something that you're struggling with. Because man, I'm struggling with this in my life. If I just pray more, then the Lord will give me the victory. You've made a law out of prayer, and God won't—he's not going to honor that. You'll be blessed. I'll tell you that. You're gonna—you'll be blessed because you're spending time with the Lord. Of course, you're going to be blessed. But you will not find victory over the thing that is dominating you. Actually, it's going to get worse. Because you're using prayer in a way that God never set it up to work. Right. And you've turned it into a law. True. And we, we, we do that now. Come on. It's true. We're deceived because it's scriptural. Prayer is scriptural. Yeah. And it's a good thing. Prayer is not a bad thing. Prayer is a good thing. And I'll tell you right now if you are born again, you. Especially if you understand the message of the cross. You,
2: we should be the
0: most praying folks there is. My Lord, we see our our need for Christ. We are, we we depended upon him. So sometimes, let's just be honest, sometimes because of the message of the cross. But praise God, we know the message of the cross. And I don't have to pray. Because I know the message of the call. Co- I'm not making this oh, up. Come to Bible college. Ask Brittany. <laughs> that, that happens. Well, prayer is not. And we just. You're right. Prayer will not give you victory over anything. But if you think. That you can make it through this life. Without the leading and guiding of the Lord. You're a fool. And you say. You say that you need him. But yet, you don't sit at His feet.
1: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I need you, Lord. But you don't sit at His feet. Right. See, grace actually demands more than law will ever demand. Except it will give you its supplies. Right. 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 Yes. Law demands and says, pray. Grace says, I've done everything that you need. Come spend time with me. Yeah. My Lord, Martha, Martha.
1: Yeah.
0: Are you worried about many things, Martha? Yeah. But Mary has chosen the best. Yeah. Yes. And it will not be taken from her.
3: I want you to say that again. You're talking about the law, how the law demands... And says you you must pray, and if you pray enough, just maybe. Yeah. If but, you don't pray, whoa. but that what, what you said that just now. You said the Lord, uh, that Jesus provided. He's done everything. Great. Jesus has but done everything says, that you have needed. Just come spend time with me. Just come spend time with me. See, just Let me. Well, me. Right. 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 When I began to
0: understand the message of the cross and in prayer. And the Lord's prayer pattern. When I begin to understand that, and that it is a cross-centered prayer through and through, then because before I was just like pray I, I, five minutes. I've mean in there. I feel like I prayed for four hours. Look up at the clock <laughs> and five minutes. Like <sighs> I cried out to the, my parents didn't know about this because. I lived with them during that time, but I cried out to the Lord for a period of about six months. It seemed, I think it was about six months. I wanted to know the truth of the word. but I want to know what your word really means. There's haters on me. I wanted to know, Lord, I want to know what your word really means. And another thing that I cried out was, Lord, teach me how to pray. I want to be a man of prayer. Lord, teach me how to pray. I don't know. You want to talk about it now yourself? Lord, I don't know how to pray. Mm-hmm. Now you get you get a Christian that's been saved for 20 years to admit, Lord, I don't know how to pray. Yes. Yes, sir. But they'll no. insist that they know. And go about their prayer life where they're all over the place. I don't know how to pray. Lord. Teach me how to pray. And the Lord answered both of those prayers and sent me to the Bible college that he sent me to. Praise God for Brother Borg. (laughs) (laughs) The apostle of prayer. That's what we call him. Brother Borg, the apostle of prayer. And Brother Borg taught on the prayer pattern. And I learned God taught me how to pray. And every time I pray that prayer pattern, my looks like it's like I'm standing at the dartboard and I'm just hitting the bullseye. With every time, every time I pray, I'm never missing. I'm always praying the will of God. At the end, I can always say, "Praise God, He's going to answer because I just prayed His will." And all the way through it, I'm being strengthened and lifted up in the benefits of Calvary because I'm they're going. Come on. I've got to go through it during that prayer pandering, and by the time I'm done, I've prayed the will of God. I'm strengthened in my faith. I've been edified and lifted up by the Spirit of God. Yeah. And and I look up at the clock. Oh my goodness! An hour and thirty minutes went by. I, I'm not exaggerating. This is not. And I, this is not. I'm not. I, well, I didn't know how to pray until the Lord choked me. In that passage of scripture where the Lord gives the prayer pattern, the thing that the disciples said was, Lord, teach us to pray. And that's the pattern that he gave.
1: Right.
0: And he didn't say, if you pray, he said, when you pray. Which means that yes. we should be praying. <laughs> yeah. It's like standing at the door, bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. At the end... Well, I know that I know, that I know, that I know, that I have just prayed His will. And I'm a righteous man because I'm in Christ and I have a robe of righteousness. Therefore, because I'm a righteous man in Christ Jesus, I have just prayed His will. I know that my prayer will be answered. Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, and I have His righteousness, a robe of righteousness, and in my prayer closet, I'm throwing darts and I'm hitting the bullseye of His will for my life and everything else that I'm praying about, because I'm praying the cross. Yes. Going through the list, the benefits of Calvary. Yes. My Lord, thank you that I can call you Father. Yes. You are my Father, which art in heaven. My Lord, I'm not the red-headed stepchild. My Lord, I am yes. your Son. Yes, Because of Calvary, because of Jesus Christ, I am in Him. Yes. Mm. Yes. You are my Father which art in heaven. My Lord, I'm your child. How much more will you provide for me now that I'm your child than you did before I was your child? And you took care of me even then and I didn't even notice. So how much more now that I'm in Christ? Hmm. My Lord. Just go go on through. Well, sometimes, there were times in Bible college I didn't even get past that part.
1: (laughs) I prayed that I'd be
0: on the floor weeping for 30 minutes. On my Father, which are in heaven, because I'm just praying in the Spirit of God, it's making it real to my heart and life. My, Lord, that's right. You are my child. You are a child of God, Abba Father. Yes. Woo! Oh, you would just do that in your prayer closet, yes. my Lord. You come out just woo! my lord I belong to him my lord Jesus hallelujah thank you lord for what you have done and it just progresses it gets better better. see now prayer is not a labor prayer is a privilege my lord I get to come in and learn more about calvary every time I pray Mm. (laughs) just waiting for the next time I get to pray that's real real grace supplies. Yes. Yeah. My, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna pray, my Lord. L- let me get into the prayer closet. I need to get everything else done so I can just run to that prayer closet.
2: My Lord, thank you,
0: my Father, which are in heaven. Praise God, I did the vision. I got some prayer. And He's gonna make real to me every benefit of Calvary right there. Yes. How do you pray for it? Lord i just go around that i just i just do what the lord has when you pray do it like this my lord i do it like that and he shows up every time it's not hit and miss i'm never done with my prayer and be like ah, i don't think i did it i missed it I, every time i'm done My lord my Lord Jesus, my Lord, my wife can testify to this. My Lord, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes I'll go through it more than once. Yeah. I went through it one time and it just wasn't good enough. My Lord, it was so good.
2: It was so good. Did. Boy, I just got to go through it again. Why not?
1: <laughs>
0: my Lord. It's like driving through the mountains of Utah the first time i went. It was so good. I'll do it again. (laughs) That's how it feels sometimes. My Lord, I get done with the prayer. I get done. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. My Lord, it all belongs to you. My Lord, you know what? That was so good. Lord, let's just do it again. My Father,
1: (laughs) (laughs) which art in heaven. My Lord, I belong to you.
2: Jesus,
0: grace supplies. It's not a labor in prayer. My Lord, it's... A, it's, a, it's edification in prayer now. Yes. Can't wait to pray. My oh, Lord.
1: Well, what do you do? Oh, man, the waves
0: are just... I don't know what to do. Just go spend it. Go pray the Lord. And pray pray. And it'll all be good. And most of the time, He answers things that I don't even ask. Yes. I was at, in Bible college. Wait, man, y'all kidding me.
2: It's
0: twice in one day. I was in Bible college. Just... Praying the Lord, just me and the Lord. Seeking His face, not His hand. Seeking His face. Come on now.
1: No.
0: Just, my Lord, Lord, I just want to know you more. My Lord, the prayer pattern off me do that. I just want to know you more. So I want to know more of the benefits of Calvary. I want to know your love for me. I want to know more about what you've done. Every benefit. And I'm in my prayer uh, closet. And the Lord said, it's time to go home. I didn't even ask him that question, but even it wasn't his last thing on my mind. And of course the first thing I said was, for what? (laughs) For what? We ain't going back there, we ain't
2: supposed to go back, what?
0: I was never asking the Lord about that, but it was his time. And I had the whole semester still left. But he told me the next step. But I didn't even ask him for it. I'm just walking with him. Mm Walking with Jesus all
2: along the way, (laughs) my soul gets so happy. I shout and sing both night and day. As I'm on my way to heaven, and the
1: journey gets sweeter every day. Just walking with Jesus, talking with Jesus. My Lord, in the prayer path,
0: just Thank you, Lord. Yes. And he gave me the next step. You know what happened the other day? Doing the same thing. I got decisions I gotta make.
3: Yes.
1: I
0: don't know what the heck I'm gonna do. <laughs> well, just ask the Lord about it. No, I think I'll just focus on Calvary <laughs> I think I'll just focus on what He's done for me in Calvary. Yes. My Lord, I didn't do that. Guess
2: what He told me? He told me what to do,
0: and I even ask him. Amen.
1: Yes. This is
0: the way to go, son. If you, if, for those who don't know, I was offered a job, a, a, a job I used to have, and I was split right down the middle. I had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't know. I said, Lord, I just want your will for my life. That's the most important thing. I don't care. I just want your will for my life. Doesn't matter if it's more money less money. I just want your perfect will for my life. The most important thing to me is your will and my relationship with you. I don't know what to do. And as I focused on that, I had waves, turmoil. Mm-hmm. But then when I just focused on him, and I just wasn't even asking him about it. He
1: told me what to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. walk into church.
1: Yeah.
0: Talking with Jesus all along the way. Law cannot set anyone free, even as the law of Moses never affected any type of salvation or victory for anyone. It was not designed by God for that purpose, nor intended to be used in that fashion. By doing these things, even as good as they may be, we are at the same time saying that what Jesus did at Calvary and the resurrection is not enough. In other words, it needs our little contributions to make it effective. Even though we, we may have we may not intentionally mean it in this fashion, such thinking is an insult to the finished work of Christ. Yeah. Jesus paid the full price for sin, and as well he paid the full price that sin may not have dominion over us. What Jesus did at Calvary and the resurrection was in effect a double cure. He paid the sin debt and he also broke the power of sin over the lives of believers. If we attempt to gain victory under law, sin will definitely have dominion over us. However, if we understand what Christ did and that it was for us and that that in effect we were in him when he did these great things and accept all what he did by faith, which guarantees us the grace of God, the sin bondage will be forever broken. Yeah. That is the grace of God, which is opposed to the law, which law could never bring any type of victory. Yeah. Law can never bring any type of victory. Yeah. Only Christ yeah. and what he did in Calvary. Yeah. I ran across a song in one of those hymn books. The hymnals I've like got that my dad supplied me with and uh, I'll be honest, it just made me cry. I sat there, I was at home by myself this afternoon and I just ran across it and just I cried. <laughs>
2: Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I prove Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, all for grace to trust Him more. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know the saint of the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I prove him. Jesus, Jesus, Precious Jesus, All for grace to trust Him more. Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus, Just to trust His cleansing blood, Just in simple faith, to plunge me neath the healing cleansing flood. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I prove Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to Trust Him more. Yes, it is sweet to trust in Jesus. Just from sin and self to cease. Just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I've proved Him more and more, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, all for grace to trust Him more, I'm so glad i learned to trust Him, Precious Jesus, save your friend. And I know that Thou art with me. Will be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus.
1: Jesus, Jesus,
2: precious
1: Jesus, all for grace to trust.